Welcome to NetHone's Darknet Summary. NetHone is a fintech company that fights online transaction fraud using its proprietary software solution. In order to keep clients safe, we keep track of what's happening in the darknet, the sometimes murky underbelly of the web where fraudsters exchange the tools and knowledge to plan their criminal activities. That's why we've created this podcast, to share with you what our experts have found during their investigations. In last month's Darknet summary, we took a look at carding, a form of credit card fraud. Customer card details are stolen and used by cybercriminals to buy expensive goods which are then resold online for profit. For September's summary, we continue our report into credit card fraud by looking into card validity testing methods and even the musical side of fraud expressed through hacker rap. Credit card details used in card not present payments are usually stolen through hacking e-commerce or payment sites. Once card details are purchased online, there's never a guarantee that they will still be valid. The scammers can easily be scammed by other cybercriminals. But persistence is key, and the fraudster must check if the card details remain active through a testing service. Analysts at American cybercrime agency Gemini Advisory have uncovered novel methods for testing card validity using payment processes in place for non-profit organizations. One method is to donate small amounts of money, typically a few dollars, or the second, to take advantage of the card authorization process, which bills an account for zero dollars. If both are processed successfully, the card is therefore valid. Targets have included the Red Cross and the World Health Organization's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. Michal Barbash, NetHone's intelligence specialist, joins us to explain how fraudsters test stolen cards before using them to carry out further fraud. Obtaining stolen credit card details is just the first step of many for a typical fraudster. To ensure the card's validity, a cybercriminal must verify them. This can include using hacker tools. One of the best known was the former try-to-check tool on Jokerstash, once the largest dark web marketplace for stolen cards. Try-to-check would calculate a validity rate based on the number of successful test transactions it could process. The alternative methods which have been successful is to focus on non-profit orgs. The main reason for the success of this method is due to the discretion afforded to those making charitable donations. Often minimal billing information is required and no account setup. Also, the amounts donated by fraudsters to check if the card is valid will match the thousands of other legitimate donations made by well-intentioned individuals. Fraudulent transactions are easily hidden within this sea of transactions. This all sounds fairly easy, Michal, but is there a way the fraudsters can be caught? Banks often monitor for testing activity, so the fraudsters' attempts to verify the details can act as the trigger to indicate an account has been compromised. Also, merchants should implement the 3DS 2.0 payment process protocol for increased security. They should also introduce standard practices of monitoring large volumes of suspicious low-value transactions made within a short period of time. Of course, individuals should also be diligent with their own accounts and inform their bank of any suspicious activities they have spotted. Thanks, Michal. This is a brilliant message to take away from all of this. 
vigilance and advanced security measures provide a huge advantage against fraudsters. And finally, Michal, have there been any other interesting developments in the dark web regarding carding or fraud in general? In a bizarre but interesting twist, hacker rap has become a thing in Eurasian hacker circles. The most prolific case was of Russian rapper Maxim Plinofficial Boyko, who rapped about his hacker exploits and boasted on social media with photos of himself driving expensive cars and holding bundles of cash. Although this was done to build up credo among cybercrime circles, it can be argued that it brought unwanted attention in the form of the FBI and cyber sleuths who could piece together criminal acts and tie them with a physical person. Boyko was associated with QQAAZZ money laundering gang. His personal email account was found within a sized database of users from the Roach Russian crypto exchange BTCE, which aided the FBI in building a case against him. He was arrested in the United States in March 2020. Another interesting case is of a rapper known as Vampire. He makes rims as a service for members of the dark web community, carders, hackers and other criminals. He can be found on the most important Russian-speaking dark web forums. He also has a public profile on SouthCloud, where one can find his songs about, for example, famous ransomware group R-Evil. Thank you, Michal. Only time will tell how hacker rap develops, as publicly boasting about personal exploits goes against the hacker rule of lying low. As for card not present fraud, it remains a popular method of attack for fraudsters who will continually try to bypass ineffective payment processes and security measures. Although vigilance is key, so too are advanced security measures deployed by financial institutions and e-commerce merchants. Credit card fraud is a threat that can be combated with advanced tools from anti-fraud companies such as Netone. This is why we continue to monitor the dark web environment, to continually match the fraudsters' tools and techniques. That's the end of the Darknet Summary. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tune in next month for the latest episode of the Darknet Summary. Our blog at nethone.com also contains a wealth of expert analysis on the dark web and anti-fraud issues in general, so feel free to check us out. If you wish to contact us regarding anything you've listened to or have general suggestions for us, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Send us an email to contact at nethone.com.